Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Welcome to a very merry iconic podcast. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I'm Jenna Brister. Hey Jenna. Hey Danny. This is sort of a mini episode because, yes. like we said earlier in the season, we're unfortunately not able to do one episode per week. Although we're trying to do as many episodes as we can. However, we do have something special for you guys today because I am going to play a chapter from my audiobook, which is called "How Do I Unremember This?" And there's a holiday chapter. I thought it'd be apropos. And don't tell the publisher I'm sharing it here because they'll yell at me. But it's a chapter. Yeah, and you can do what you want because yes. it's yours. And if you like it, go buy the whole audiobook and listen to the whole thing. But I thought this is a holiday story about going into a Coles with an urn, and so I thought we can listen to this on our week off from the podcast, and hopefully you guys will enjoy it. If not, just skip this one and go to the next week but otherwise i i really do hope you enjoy this little bonus episode chapter of the audiobook whatever and then go buy it it's really funny yeah, i laughed out loud so hard at this one oh, thank you. <laughs> so thank you. just picturing you yeah it's good you know it's very holiday and yeah. i uh hope people enjoy it because when i was recording the audiobook i was so nervous because they, you do it at sort of like a different cadence, you know, and there's a director in your ear and they're telling you how to read it and they're saying whatever. And I'm used to recording my podcast at a very specific cadence. Yeah. I essentially turn into my mother when I get behind the microphone and I feel like <laughs> I get her cadence. Anyway, so I remember recording and I was like, what if people who listen to my podcast, they're going to be like, why is this so slow or why is this so whatever? But it's an audiobook cadence. And so mm. ultimately I was so relieved when it came out and people, the audiobook, it still sells like crazy. And I, I'm so happy and proud of the book and everything, but more than anything, I think I'm proud that people respond to the audiobook and like it, and I haven't really heard any complaints about the cadence, because that's what I was most concerned about. Yeah. Just like, oh, are they going to get this? That's so good. Yeah. Uh, Jenna, any uh, Christmas thoughts for you at the moment? Do you, uh, oh, Christmas any holiday thoughts? seasons before I play this little clip from the audiobook? Any holiday season mishaps or guffaws that you've had in the past? Have you ever traveled to a Coles with an urn? Oh, <laughs> no, but it makes me want to. I, I feel like... Do, do you ever have an urn? I, this is... We're going to get bleak here, but do, have you ever had an urn? Like, is anyone in your life... Like, have you ever come into contact with an urn, full or otherwise? No, which is wild yeah. to think about. Yeah, I guess it's a good thing. Yeah, I've never ha been um, in charge of an urn. Yeah. I'm sure I will be at some point. Yeah. You know, but 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, this was only one time that I was in charge of an urn, and it was an empty urn, so it yeah. wasn't full yet. It was yeah. Like a, we were returning the urn, but yeah, it's a. Uh, with that said, where Merry do you Christmas. buy urns? <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, this is, this is the thing. It's like you can get on. My mom got it on Amazon, and then I had to go return it to the the Coles uh, people. Hear the yeah. whole story. So anyway, enjoy this audiobook. We'll leave it at that, and then we'll be back with more recaps for a very merry iconic podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, a very merry iconic podcast, and get this book. It's called How Do I Unremember This. You can get it wherever audiobooks are sold, or get the hardcover on Amazon or wherever your uh, independent bookstore is. And I think they're doing audiobooks on Spotify now, so I think you can get yeah. it there or Audible or wherever. Anyway. I love you. I love you, Jenna. And we'll love be you, back Danny. with the movie recap very soon. Enjoy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Return You'll notice I talk a lot about grief because it's still one of those topics people do their best to sideswipe. I'm not even sure why it's so taboo. Someone you've loved for years who was a constant in your life suddenly, or even worse, slowly, passes away and you're supposed to continue on living your life, working your day job and acting like the person people expect you to be all the while dealing with an intense inner turmoil that is low-key telling you to hide under the covers and cry. The first time I experienced true grief was in middle school when my dog died. I can feel some of you rolling your eyes listening to this, but it was very traumatic and my first grasp of the idea that lives come to an end. Up until then, I had some distant relatives pass, but no one close to me. My dog dying was like starter grief. Her name was Cuddles, a silly title even for a dog, and she was an adorable Cocker Spaniel Poodle mix who never left my mom's side. When Cuddles was around 12 years old, she started to get sick. The first trip to the vet resulted in some expensive medication that made her feel better, but pretty soon those meds weren't enough. I still don't know exactly what was wrong with her. My parents kept it hidden, perhaps because it was too hard to talk about, or maybe I just didn't ask enough questions as an angsty 14-year-old. One Friday night, my school hosted an all-night charity event at the football field. People from all over town stayed the night in tents and raised money for cancer research, and when I left for the event on Friday night, everything was fine. The next morning, I caught a ride home around 6 a.m. and I went straight to bed, exhausted from staying up all night with my buddies. By afternoon, some of my friends who lived in the neighborhood came by the house to hang out. One of them was a girl named Brenda, who back then I thought was the love of my life. As you'll learn from other chapters of this audiobook, she was one of many. 
Young love becomes an obsession at times. You imagine your future with that person, and a little smile from them is enough to sustain the longing for months on end until the feelings subside and you move on to someone else. For a brief moment in time, Brenda was the one. At least she was until Sarah, and then Tina, and eventually Ryan. Anyway, Brenda was beautiful, yes, but she also had a quick wit and a biting personality. By biting personality, I mean she was an asshole, but no one called her on it because she was meaner than everyone else, and so the entire school wanted her approval. I'm not sure if I was so much in love with her as I was in desperate need of that approval. Either way, I spent many days that spring listening to How Do I Live by Leanne Rimes on repeat and daydreaming about a life with Brenda, while also hoping she wouldn't call me gay in front of everyone like she so often would. All of this was, of course, a precursor to my days spent listening to Brandy's Have You Ever on repeat. Ah, youth. I woke up that afternoon to the sound of the doorbell ringing, suddenly remembering that I had plans to ride bikes with the group, but really I just wanted to see Brenda. When I got out of my room, my mom was welcoming my friends into the house like she always does, only this time she had her glasses on instead of the usual contact lenses she would wear. Anytime she had the glasses on during the day, I knew something was wrong because it was likely she was crying. Tears aren't conducive to contacts. In the five hours I'd been catching up on my sleep, my dog Cuddles had passed away. My mom had spent those hours bawling her eyes out and waiting for me to wake up so she could deliver the news, surely not expecting that time to coincide with my dream girl slash bully coming by. What's going on? I asked my mom. Sweetie, I'm so sorry. Cuddles... She couldn't even finish the sentence. The tears started flowing and she was sobbing. I knew. Overwhelmed with emotion, I started to well up too, only I was afraid of showing too much emotion in front of my crush. Liquid hadn't even left my eyes when I noticed Brenda and the others started laughing at our sadness. Mom quickly excused herself to the other room. I'm not even entirely certain she saw them chuckling or if she just wanted to pull herself together for me. I felt like I had been hit by a bus. Not only was I running on five hours of sleep in two days, but I was finding out that my dog died in front of an audience. Kids are cruel and we all handle awkward moments differently, but this was especially tough for all involved. They had come by the house to invite me outside to ride bikes or play a game, and instead they were smack dab in the middle of Pellegrino family grief. Although I understood the reaction, their nervous laughter felt cruel, and instead of telling them to get the hell out of the house, I pushed my tears down and suggested we go outside. Anything to get out of the house of sadness. We played in the open air until early evening, and any time I thought about my dog or the puddle of tears I left my mom in, I did my best to push those emotions away and keep my eyes dry. I was actively ignoring the grief, horrified by what Brenda was thinking of me with every passing moment. Through the corner of my eye, I'd spot her whispering to another kid, giggling about my sadness. I'd continue yearning for her approval for a couple more years, but that was the day I realized Brenda was not the love of my life. Over the next couple of decades, I found new loves and experienced more grief. Although I love the holidays, it can be an especially sad time and also a time when we think about all those in our lives who are no longer with us, whether it be the dogs or people we've lost along the way. But this isn't a story about my loss. Let's take a little detour. Speaking of Christmas and sadness, who among us hasn't related deeply to the woman covered in birds in Home Alone 2? She's unspeakably lonely, literally barely talking throughout the entire film despite being the female lead. 
Eventually, she does open up to Kevin McAllister, only for him to ditch her completely after they become besties, and she saves his life from the robbers using her bird power. On Christmas morn, after Kevin's family arrives in New York City and they wake up in the Plaza Hotel with a room full of gifts from Mr. Duncan, Kevin runs off to see his foul friend. Rather than invite her in for a meal and a shower to wash the pigeon shit off her cold body, Kevin simply brings her an ornament. What the hell is she going to do with an ornament? She doesn't even have a house. I suppose she could hang it on one of the trees in Central Park every year, but quite, uncle, frankly, I think she would have preferred to be invited inside for some holiday cheer. It all just proves that Linny McAllister was right in the first film. Kevin is what the French call les incompetences. Christmas can be even more challenging when the loss is fresh. Years after cuddles, I came home for Christmas with my boyfriend. My immediate family has expanded quite a bit now that I'm an adult. Both my brothers have wives and kids, and those wives have their own brothers and sisters and parents. And because of all my nieces and nephews, I typically order gifts online and have them shipped to my parents' house, where I stay when I'm in Ohio. Inevitably, when I get into town and survey all the items I ordered as gifts while drunk at home watching the Hallmark Channel's Countdown to Christmas, there are items that need to be returned. Sometimes I see that I ordered the wrong size or a duplicate arrives. It's a hassle, but I try to get everything sorted as soon as possible since I'm only home for a few days. One year, I got to town and noticed that three of my items needed to be sent back to Amazon. Luckily, in Northeast Ohio, there's an Amazon drop-off center in the back of a Kohl's store. If you've never been to Kohl's, know that it's a magical place where you can buy just about everything, like 10 different types of K-cup organizers alongside sexy underwear, gourmet chocolates, and old Wii games. Can I borrow the car? I need to return some stuff, I asked my mom. There's a box in the front seat with a couple things I've been meaning to send back to Amazon, too. Can you take those in for me? She replied. Sure. And I'm going to give you some money to pick up Elsa pajamas for Sophia. Give me a minute, she said as she went for her purse in the other room. I'm not made of money, but I certainly can afford to front the cash for a pair of frozen pajamas for my mom to give my niece. Little did I know that my mom didn't go treasure hunting for singles when she excused herself. She was looking for the thing that all mothers have in an old envelope that is bursting at the seams. Cole's cash. For my brother's bachelor party, we went to a strip club. As one of two best men, I made sure to stop by an ATM to get a plentiful stack of singles to give the dancers. I got us a stack of a hundred ones to make it rain, and that stack paled in comparison to the width of my mom's handful of Cole's cash. Use this, she said, handing me her most prized possession. Eyes wide, I fanned the retail papers and pulled one out to examine it up close. Don't worry about the expiration date, Dan. The cashiers let you use it even after it expires, Mom said assuredly. I gathered up my items, tossed them in the passenger seat, and headed off to the store on Christmas Eve with the thick envelope in my pocket. Kohl's on Christmas Eve is intense with an electric energy, Stores in general on Christmas Eve are usually filled with angry patrons, but for some reason, Kohl's bucks that holiday trend and everyone is happy, albeit rushed. Parking was a challenge, but I eventually found a spot only a mile away from the double door entrance. Exhausted, I carried my boxes along with my mom's items to the store, and once inside, I knew I had to walk all the way to the back to find the Amazon drop-off center. It would be too easy for them to place the return booth in the front, and to be honest, it's a brilliant business move. Customers will inevitably find a million items on their way to return just a few. 
If my hands were free, I would have picked up a travel pillow, minion slippers, and a beer koozie that said, Beer me, Daddy. When I arrived at the Amazon kiosk and greeted the exhausted employee who was ready to take my goods, I surveyed my hall to make sure I had everything. Mom's box had two items, a Fisher-Price toy that she mistakenly purchased and what seemed to be a vase. I handed the employee my items and looked at the return receipt my mom had in her box. There was only one item marked on the slip to be sent back. I figured I should unwrap the vase to take a closer look in case it went with the Fisher-Price. Turns out it wasn't, in fact, a vase. It was an urn, like where they put dead people. A relative had passed a few days prior, and my parents were involved in the services, but I didn't realize they bought the container that holds the remains from an online retailer, no less. The employee could see me mentally putting the pieces together, and the look of sheer terror that suddenly took over my face is something she will likely never forget. Did I just bring my dead relative into a Kohl's on Christmas Eve to run some returns? I silently worried. Cautiously, I shook the urn, saying a silent prayer to Mariah Carey that there weren't any ashes in my arms. The emptiness was a relief, and my butthole was able to declench for a few brief moments. Although there was no one in it, I still didn't know if I was supposed to return it with the other Amazon products, so I called my mom to get some intel. Why would you return an urn to Kohl's? She asked me over the phone, saying it as if I were crazy for bringing an urn into a Kohl's, and somehow it was perfectly normal for her to have an empty urn from an online retailer in the front seat of her car alongside a preschool toy. It was in the box, I told her. Don't return it. We need it. And don't forget to get the Elsa pajamas, she instructed before hanging up the phone in a holiday hurry. My butthole clenched again, knowing that I would have to shop through the busy aisles holding an urn in one hand and my Kohl's cash in the other on one of the biggest shopping days of the year. To make matters worse, browsing the children's clothing section always makes me uncomfortable. The pajamas are near the kid underwear, and no decent grown man wants to be in the little girl's underwear section with or without an urn. I quickly raced through the aisles, grabbed the first pair of pajamas I saw with Tony Award winner Adina Menzel's character on them, and hurried to the line. There are lines in hell that are shorter than the Kohl's holiday line. It wrapped around the entire store. I found the end, and I waited behind an older gal who was soloing in front of a young teenage couple ho-ho-hoing with some aggressive PDA. It's nice to see people in love, but no one should be so in love that they are tongue-kissing in a department store line on Jesus' birthday. Enough! Kohl's at Christmas is also like a fucking high school reunion, so that meant I was running into everyone I know. First, an old English teacher, Miss Denise, came up to say hello. Danny Pellegrino, I haven't seen you in years, she said. Hi, Merry Christmas, I promptly replied, hoping she would take the hint and keep walking. What do you got there, gifts? She asked, looking straight at the urn. No, it's an urn. See you later. Miss Denise looked at me sideways and continued on her shopping trip with just the slightest whiplash, while the woman in front of me looked back with a scrunched nose and judgy eyes, like I was poisonous. It wasn't until after Miss Denise was gone that I realized my lack of sharing details made it seem like I did actually have the remains of someone along with me on my shopping trip. My voice must have carried because suddenly I heard, Danny, is that you? from a few spots ahead in line. It was coming from Brenda. Brenda! The girl that I thought I loved in middle school. I hadn't seen her for years, maybe even a decade, and she had clearly been waiting in line even longer than me, so she wasn't about to give up her spot to walk closer to me. 
Instead, she decided to have a conversation with me through the other customers. Why do you have an urn? She shouted from afar. No one's in it. Nobody or nobodies, I should say. I told her loudly, overcompensating for moments prior. I felt like I was transported right back into my young teen years, desperate for this person's approval once again. It had been years since I had a romantic crush on her, and I wasn't even interested in having a relationship with her gender at this point in my life, but alas, I fell back into that pattern of behavior. To prove that the container was empty, I lifted the top and shook the urn upside down to show that there were no ashes inside, unfortunately not realizing that there was something inside, a small piece of paper with instructions on it. I'm still not certain what kind of instructions you need with an urn. Don't you just put the ashes in it? Regardless, the manual floated like the hope and hope floats, and I was afraid to leave my spot to get it. Instead, I just let it drift and offered up a joke to my audience about what flew out of the urn. That's no one, unless they recycled my cousin into a sheet of paper. Like one of the many improv shows I put on throughout my 20s for tens of people, there were no laughs from the majority of the crowd. Brenda did, however, start to smile at me in that devious and familiar way, as if she was making fun of me in her head, preparing what she would tell her friends about our run-in, laughing at me over a box of wine. She turned back around to face the registers, and that was the end of our conversation, with her eventually waving goodbye after she finished checking out. Meanwhile, the woman in front of me picked up the urn instructions and handed them to me. By the time I reached the register, I just wanted the holiday season to be over so I could return to my cocoon and forget about the gifts and the embarrassment. Defeated, I handed the cashier my Kohl's cash for the Disney pajamas. I heard you talking about that, the checkout woman said, pointing to the urn in my arms. Mm Mm-hmm, I responded. You're not the first person who shops with one of those, the cashier said. There's a man who brings his wife's remains in here every Sunday. He says it was her favorite place to shop. I was so worried that the town would think I was shopping with someone's ashes that I didn't even stop to think about what would be so wrong if I was. We all handle grief differently, and there's no right or wrong way to go about saying goodbye or keeping someone with you. We're all just doing the best we can. Whether you're chugging a box of wine to cope, taking six-hour midday naps, setting up Christmas decorations in May, robbing a bank or giving yourself bangs, you're doing what you need to do to survive, and that's okay with me. Some of us are taking our loved ones with us metaphorically, while others are taking them to their favorite stores inside of an urn. I hope you all enjoyed the sneak preview of my audiobook. Technically, I suppose it's not a sneak preview since the book's been out since March, but I hope you enjoyed it. If you liked it and you want to pick up the audiobook, you can get it at Audible or Spotify or wherever you listen to your audiobooks. There's also a hardcover available wherever you get your books, and you can get a signed copy of the hardcover at everythingiconic.store. Everythingiconic.store will send you a signed copy. And I'm sorry to do so much promo, but you got to do the promo. I'm sorry. I know it's annoying. I feel annoying. But also, I thought uh, in lieu of taking a week off from the podcast, we would share this little holiday story from the book. So please uh, enjoy the rest of the book and have a great rest of your week. We love you so much. Bye-bye. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank <laughs> you.